When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And welcome to Star Fellows, your favorite D&D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. Um, with me, as always, is my friend, Hannah. Hello. Say hi, Hannah. Hello. Um, no one else is here today because this is just a special little episode, um, the first of several, where we are going to uh, spend some time focusing on uh, the individual stories of some of our player characters, um, and today we're going to be playing through some of the personal history of Mix, Yay! Um, the <laughs> the newest member of the party, um, Han's second character um, for the campaign. So uh, this is a special little episode. Um, and we'll be releasing some episodes, uh, more episodes like these in the future as they kind of become relevant. But we have a convenient schedule break. And um, yeah, it's a good time to just be talking a little bit about Mix and about where they've been um, before being introduced into the, to the larger story. So um, yeah, happy to be here. Excited to get started. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited to see what's in store. Right. So... We are going to open today's story some years into the past um, when Mix was still a uh, young Jedi Knight, a freshly minted Jedi Knight, we should say. Um, so you're past your apprenticeship with bronze, you're no longer a Padawan, um, and you have some independence. But Mix, being somewhat uh, keen to the sensibilities of her own master, has spent much of her time with bronze at the Jedi Order in the Forge near droids and uh, you know places to craft and build and otherwise 
uh, you know, be welding and creating. So we're going to open on the Jedi Temple in Coruscant with Mix and Bronze. And it is a cold, wintry day at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. We are deep into the winter months, so the temple is is festive with bright warm colors and candles and like mistletoe and wreaths all across um, the order. Um, and uh, though it is festive and warm and there are like hearth fires in different ziggurats and in different places around the temple, it is largely empty because in the winter, Jedi are allowed to go as they like to other worlds to see friends and generally just have some time off from constantly being at the beck and call of the Galactic Republic. And winter on Coruscant is kind of like the recess period for the, the Republic. Um, and so most people are kind of like on winter break <laughs> at the Jedi Temple, um, except for uh, Mix and Bronze, who have, have stayed uh, together um, in the temple. Um, you know, as needed, Jedi are, are called back and given orders, but Coruscant itself has been quietly settling into holiday season in the city. Um, now, Coruscant is entirely planet, or entirely city, um, so it doesn't have a natural climate anymore. It is climate controlled, in fact. Um, but Bronze has told you, uh, between you and me, Mix, uh, the Grand Master really appreciates snow around the holiday season, so she's pulled a lot of strings to make sure it snows through a good deal of the winter months. Um, which means that it's gorgeous around the city, <laughs> but uh, people complain often about the fact that there is snow when there doesn't need to be. Um, but this is your life, and it has been for quite some time. So, Mix and Bronze are at the forge in the workshop of the Jedi Order. We're going to start there. Yeah, I think maybe um, a lot of the time Mix is here, they are either helping Bronze with whatever project they are uh, that he's working on or like repairing a broken hilt for, for someone um, who needs it, who has just come back from an adventure. They don't go out on a lot of adventures, um, probably another reason why they're kind of here and not out adventure or out seeing people um during the the winter times because they don't they don't meet a lot of people they just kind of stay in the forge a lot of the time um but that they don't mind that they they like staying in um but yeah they're probably if we're just uh coming in here on the scene they're probably just repairing some sort of broken lightsaber hilt that uh, another jedi asked them to fix yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that, like, um, you and Bronze have been working away, like, tinkering with kind of, like, small miniature, like, forging tools on a broken lightsaber hilt. Um, and Bronze is kind of, like, fastidiously working away and um, kind of turns to you as he's, like, putting the finishing touches on and says, Ah, there we go. Another, uh, another repair job in the books. <sighs> you know, I feel like we've been kind of homebodies for for a while here, Mix. I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel a little antsy. Yeah, man. I mean, it's kind of cold outside. It's nice and warm in here. Um, but, you know, it's, it's nice to stretch the legs every now and then, I guess. Um, 
what were you looking to get out? Were you looking to, to take a visit somewhere? Oh yeah, I've had a side project that you know I've been I've been thinking about doing. Um, he uh, you know like walks over to like a, a part of his forge. So like Bronze's forge, I've never really done like a good thorough description of what the forge area is like. So um, adjacent to the hangars and like the equipment rooms and armories of the Jedi Temple that is like kind of like underground and around kind of the modern complex of the Jedi Temple, there is a room that leads to Bronze's forge. And the forge is a large circular kind of pit that is very grand and you know like, metallic coated and almost like dwarven architecture of like long curling like knot decorations on the walls and a, a pit um of like hot fire and crucibles and you know anvils and sophisticated smelting tools um but in a part of uh the this forge there is a chest that bronze has kept mostly closed for the past few months and he takes you over to it and he opens it and you see that bronze has in a sack in this chest a bunch of little uh like trinkets and toys like little small sophisticated clockwork toys that he has like tinkered and manufactured um and he takes out one that is like a small little like chicken metallic looking thing um and he like winds it up and says i've been kind of practicing some uh more uh mundane uses for my smithing talent and he kind of winds it up and it's like starts like clucking and flapping its like wings and like kind of uh in the clockwork like wind up toy sort of way across his palm and he kind of holds it out to you bronze this is so fucking cute are you serious you this is this is insane <laughs> oh little shocks and he like kind of like looks very pleased with himself that you think it's cute yeah i've been kind of twiddling away in my spare time making some toys and some trinkets um you know the the jedi order is kind of um kind of kept me here a lot of the time so you know really since i started training you i haven't been going out a whole lot and, uh you know i kind of wanted to, to do something to i don't know just be a little bit more present out in out in the galaxy so i thought that maybe you and i could um Take a trip to, uh, I don't know, some other planet that isn't cold and maybe hand out a few gifts. That sounds absolutely delightful. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, um, great. And, uh, you know, Mix, I, an important part of being a mature Jedi, like you're growing into, is, you know, um finding some some buddies in in the order and you know out in the world that you can depend upon because you know you and i spend a lot of time together but i'm not always gonna be around forever and what you're gonna live forever don't even say that <laughs> uh yeah of course but um the you know the force gives us all a, an expiration date but it'd be good for you to to broaden your social horizons a bit, so maybe this is an opportunity for you to to interact with some of the locals of wherever we go to and make some new friends. Um, I think Mix just kind of like I don't know, puts their hands in their pockets, kind of kicks the ground. This is not really something that they're like 
familiar with. Like they're they're very nice. They're a very nice person, but like friends is not really like like part of their expertise as someone who spends a lot of their time in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Mix is um, Arcanian, which um, the Arcanian species is, um, you know, while no species is have heterogeneous in terms of their traits and we don't believe in absolutism, um, Arcanians are known to be um, somewhat like elves in that they have a kind of a great disdain for things that they think are um, beneath them, um, which kind of um, at the worst of times leads to some speciesism of like, you know, Arcanians want to like be genetically uh, like augmented to be as as like in their minds like perfect as possible. Um, which means that there is a lot of criticism in the society of other people. Um, what is Mix's relationship with that? I think I think they definitely don't subscribe to that, though. Yeah. Just being, just knowing that, like I'm sure they know that of their of yeah. their species. So I think there's that little like ping of like this is who you are sort of thinking in the back, even though they really don't subscribe to that. Um, but there's always probably going to be the little voice in their head. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's not that mix doesn't want to make friends. It's that they just haven't. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a little bit of like, there's some social awkwardness of like, yeah, that too. Yeah. Just like the, the social expectation of that. Yeah. Oh, but we got to broaden our horizons <laughs> and grow as people. Yeah. So your Jedi Master has given you, um, you know, instructions to go uh, make friends. So um, I suggest that we take a trip to um, another core planet, kind of similar to Coruscant, that does not believe in climate-controlled snow quite as much. Um, Hosnian Prime. Um it's on the, the trading crest of the inner core, and it's very well trodden. There's a lot of uh, inequality there um, in the port district. I know that there's a lot of uh, good that we can maybe do, so I say we load up some food, load up some gifts, um, and and bring the, the Jedi spirit to uh, people on the ground floor. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. I I'm super down. Let's do it. Great. What do you bring with you on this trip? Um, probably. I mean, lightsaber, probably just for whatever protection. Um, yes, obviously. Of um, probably like not much. Um, like you know, food. We talked about probably some fruits to snack on. Um, whatever. Like light. I think Jedi have combat suits with their. Um, uh, like default armor or whatever, so maybe just yeah. like wearing that, just because they're going out. Um, what is the what is the fit for mix that we're ro we're rocking? You know, this time around. I mean, always the sunglasses, always. Yeah. Um, always on there. Just for everyone listening, just always assume they're wearing the sunglasses, um, unless <laughs> unless yeah, otherwise specified. I think we haven't touched on that enough. Um, I think. 
I like I imagine them very much in like an artificer outfit from from D&D um just yeah, like kind of yeah. the vest with pockets um and like the work pants and the boots and stuff like that yeah like uh, like oh like almost like you know you have like sets of tools and different yeah. pockets maybe some like spare parts like yeah. some wire yeah. you know like you got yeah like, like I can definitely see like mix like pulling out like a spool of like like copper yeah, wire yeah yeah for sure um yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> and I think, like, bronze, um, you know, it's like wearing, like, more, like, standard Jedi Master garb with, like, you know, uh, I think, so he's got, like, uh, tanner skin and, you know, like, a, 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 I think a blonde mustache is what I said <laughs> uh, way back when. Uh, but, like, a, a blonde, like, bushy mustache. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, like, he definitely carries around, like, his lightsaber, but also, like, um, a big, like, set of... Um, I mean, they he uses them as forging hammers, but they are just like go fuck yourself big ass stone <laughs> hammers yeah. um, that look like like dwarven hammers that he just carries on his back mm-hmm. um, that he uses to to smelt different things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm gonna say that he also uh, so he is going to to load up some supplies um, into his ship, um, which is kind of a mid sized. Um, it's not really a gunship. It's more of kind of like a a like lounging like just like tr- like get from point a to point b type of ship um it has like some guns and some defenses but it's not really built for that mm-hmm. um but it's called the a1 ingot um and it is like a uh like a uh, not a powder blue but like kind of a matte um light blue um accented like silver metallic ship um it kind of looks just like a standard uh spaceship with like two wings on the sides and a wing like fin up top and like a long pointed nose um but it's like comfy and spacious um and very bronze and is filled with with you know like little droid friends and companions Mm -hmm. um little butler droids that that sweep up and bring tea (laughs) um (laughs) as well as like a full armory on the ship as well of course Mm -hmm. Uh, um and a small little forge as well that he can use to to make stuff Mm -hmm. great so you guys get loaded up in the ship hosnian prime is about a day's journey through hyperspace Mm -hmm. Uh, so you guys start like booting up your ship um, and the hangar doors above you um, open up and a bunch of snow like <laughs> falls into the, the subterranean hangar of the Jedi Order um, and evaporates off the heating metal of your, your engines um, and your, your ship um, and then collides with your shields as they boot up and you guys lift up over uh, <laughs> through the hangar doors and you see um, a glorious view of the city of Coruscant below, covered in a light draper of snow. And you can see, um, you know, the power and lights district glowing in neon colors through this, like, hazy snowfall. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wonderful. So anyway, um, as you guys leave kind of the snow-draped planet of Coruscant, um, you take off, um, and once you're in the upper atmosphere, kick into hyperdrive um, and start making your way through hyperspace to Hosnian Prime. Um, so, uh, after some time has passed, you're chilling in the ship, um, and you come out of hyperspace um, to a new planet that looks um, much smoggier than Coruscant does, although it is still very much a city. It looks like that it is a bit more primitive in terms of the 
style and architecture and structure in that like it looks like um it looks kind of it is like in the like coal burner industrial revolution style era of like this hyperspace hyperspace age if that makes sense like they haven't quite reached the energy efficiency of a kyber crystal beneath the planet like coruscant has you know (laughs) so they're still burning like rolling coal and stuff Uh, not actual coal but like you can see like the smog towers of like big industrialization happening um and bronze kind of like gestures out the window and says well here it is hosnian prime between you and me has really good food if you know where to look but on street level it's kind of uh dingy gotcha looks uh looks not very lung friendly down there oh yeah i mean you could wear a mask if you'd like um have you been here before uh yeah yeah a long time ago is there a story involved there um make an insight check okay uh mix is only okay at insight the fuck did my d20 that is ooh a four not great um a four um yeah you don't quite pick up on what bronze is like talking about mm-hmm. so um he says uh i mean there's there's always a story but it's not that important i wasn't here to visit so i'm uh, glad to see it just on my own terms uh which will be good. Um, let's land. Um, let me get us into port. Um, and he kind of pulls in. Um, he gives like his transponder code and uh, you know his Jedi credentials. And you guys are given clearance to land um, into the major port of Hosnian Prime. Um, so like Coruscant, Hosnian Prime is mostly a city um, with distinct sections for different needs. Bronze takes you to the port and the trading hub, which is both very busy but also obviously a place of squalor, even though there is a ton of economic activity running back and forth. Um, you can kind of think about it how like, you know, even though like New York City is like the world's trading hub, there is a ton of, you know, homelessness and, and problems and crime and like, you know, things that happen on the ground level <laughs> or subterranean level of the city that, um, yeah, there's a lot of issues. So there's a lot of people that are kind of destitute in this port area. So you guys land um, and you come off your ship um, and Bronze kind of picks up his bag of toys and trinkets um, and gives you a similar bag also filled with toys and trinkets. Um, and he he starts walking out of the port onto the streets of Hosnian Prime. Um Basically, what you walk into is just a bustling metropolitan area filled with speeders and people um, rushing through traffic and across streets and hailing cabs, um, getting from point A to point B. You see people selling things on the street from carts, from their jackets. Um, This looks like a place where overall, like what you can trade and what you can buy determines who you are and what you can do. So you see that some people are trading things as lowly and insignificant as candy and like scraps and other people are trading really expensive things like 
advanced astronav computers and like some exotic droid parts and some weapons here or there and you can imagine you could find pretty much anything in this huge bustling marketplace port that you have landed into um so you immediately wade into a huge crowd yeah. of people engaging in this activity what is um mix's kind of first impressions first reactions uh yeah this is probably a very s different vibe than uh than coruscant um mm -hmm. so yeah probably a little overwhelming um again drawing back to the fact that they just spend their time in a room by themselves all day um <laughs> uh but yeah i think mix probably just kind of is waiting for for bronze to to guide them because they wouldn't even know where to start in a place like this uh, yeah, and so Bronze kind of saddles up next to you and says, Well, uh, what do you think? Hosnian Prime, right? No place like it. Yeah, I'll say. I... This is... This is a lot. Um, as you say that, like, uh... <laughs> a very insectoid-looking alien with huge eyes wearing a business suit, um, like, <laughs> bumps into your shoulder and, like, passes by you and, like, turns to look at you and just, like chitters and squeaks at you and looks like very much like watch where you're going but he's like <laughs> and kind of like puts up these big pinchers as he kind of like walks like past you in this big business suit Yikes. <laughs> um yeah i think mix is just like uh, sorry 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 <laughs> as, they, as they keep going <laughs> um well um we should, uh, most of these are, are toys. I don't have things that are, are great for, like, normal adults. So I guess, um, if you see anybody that, that looks like they need a gift, um, just start, start handing them out. Um, and so like, he starts kind of just, like, wading through the crowd, like, looking for random people. Um, go ahead and roll me, um, uh, if you start looking around, go ahead and just roll me, a. a reception check hell yeah let's do it that is not great that's a six <laughs> okay not doing great on these uh, rolls here <laughs> so like i think that you're just like getting really like lost in kind of like all of the senses of the crowd as you kind of like walk from like block to block down the city bronze seems to like kind of intuitively know like going through like different alleys he's able to find kind of like clusters of kind of like street urchin kids that he's very deft at kind of like making jovial connections with um you see that he like laughs like this big belly laugh when he like sees the kids like react to these toys and he kind of goes up to, to different groups of kids and it's like uh like hey there i have treasure and then he'll like take a thing out of a bag and then like use the force and like float it over to them and like he gets big reactions of like glee and excitement as he starts passing out these kids to like different children that he finds um what is mix's impression of that um i think it it's like it makes him very warm inside makes him smile a little bit um but i think also they want to try it too like um like use the force to try to like impress other kids i think that's their first instinct like oh okay that's how i make friends right i just show them what cool powers i have and then i can make <laughs> friends um so yeah is there like either another kid in that group or another one nearby that they could try that with 
Yeah, so you guys um, kind of like start like going down these different like alleyway systems and, and like in between these like huge buildings. Um, and you like kind of come to a clearing where you see a kid who's like kind of um, like standing next to a dumpster, like looking like very like solitary and alone. And he kind of just like like looks at like you two like coming coming towards him and kind of like looks like over his shoulder and like kind of glances at you two. Um, and he looks like he's maybe like um like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. but like like kind of like a scrubby looking human yeah kid uh, like wearing like jeans and like a, like kind of like a gray stained t-shirt mm-hmm. yeah i think uh mix like crouches down to their level um and grabs a toy out from from their bag it says uh hey little guy um and then just very slowly just kind of floats with the force the the toy over just kind of next to him very slowly not trying to scare anyone. Um, um yeah. <laughs> he sees you like use the force to like float. Um, describe the toy for me. Like, what what do you think it looks like? Um, that's a great question. Um, okay. How about this? Maybe like a little toy. Um, like speeder. Like, uh, fucking oh. rotate. Like the little, what's it called? The crank on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, little little speeder that they can zoom around yeah 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 you you send over like a little like wind up like like almost like pod racer sort of speeder uh um toy and like you see his like face like light up really big as you see he sees that you're floating it over to him without using your hands and he reaches his hands out and very like tenderly like grabs it and says whoa (laughs) you just did that without using your hands i sure did whoa are you a superhero? You know, I wouldn't call myself a superhero, but I am a user of the Force. Whoa. So you can, like, move things with your mind? Yeah, you could say that with some help. That's incredible! Can you teach me how to do that? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think they kind of, uh, their face falls a little bit, um... Uh, maybe if you study up a little bit on it first, then we can talk about it. Yeah, that would be great because then I could, then I, when I play with the other kids, I can, if I can move things with my mind, then when it's time for us to pick a game to play, they can't just tell me no, and I can choose the game that we play, and then when they... When they throw stuff at me, I don't, I can just, they don't, I won't, yeah, I want to, I really, really want to study to learn how to, how to use the force. Oh, bud. I think you need some different friends. They're not being very nice to you. Um, yeah, they're not very nice to, like, a lot of things, and, um, so while you're having this conversation, like, behind this kid, like, on the other side of the dumpster, there's, like, kind of, like, this, like, small little clearing that uh, is very reminiscent of like a square in the middle of like four sides of like apartment buildings, um, like almost kind of like a small little common area. And like through this like small, like <laughs> seven foot gap of alley, you see um, like a kid run by with like a big stick um, and hit something like in the air that then like careens 
and like you hear like an impact away and like the kid turns and you hear kids shouting nice hit that one said it flying look at all the sparks and then you hear uh mechanical binary chirping like and he says uh, the kid that you're talking to says they really like to to hit things and they're playing a game that's called down droid where you find a a droid that flies and then you, you chase it and you try to hit it and then but because it has hover boosters it kind of like stays in the air and so you try to hit it until it gets destroyed but i don't like that because it seems like the droids really don't like it so i'd really like to use the force to like make them not do that you know what i mean and so and he like looks like very like visibly kind of bothered right. by the fact that like beating up on this droid right. like over here yeah that's not very nice of them do you think i should go talk with them um i mean like the thing is like i don't like as long as you don't say that like i told you to do it and then like um yeah no i yeah. i promise i won't i won't i don't even know your name what what is your name oh um my name's poku poku yeah nice to meet you poku i'm mix yeah i'm poku yeah oh it's nice it's nice to, to meet you i'm poku and I'm, I'm 11 um and i live i live up there and he kind of like points to like a window like a couple floors up like in this apartment the little complex here um but um my mom usually is like selling stuff during the day in the market and like doesn't have a whole lot of like time and so a lot of times it's just like me hanging out gotcha well i'll go give those guys a talk i won't bring your name up i promise but you stay safe okay well i'll just i'll just stay like over i'll just like watch from over here i think and then i'll just like yay i'll cheer you um, and you see, like, <laughs> as he's kind of, like, talking, as you kind of, like, turn um, and, like, go to, like, this, like, little, like, open square um, where these kids were playing. You do see, like, three kids with sticks, like, chasing a very battered-looking droid that is, um, like, boxy and a little rounded and, like, hovering. Um, it's a little bird-like in shape, but you can see that there's, like, several parts to it that are, like, missing or broken as it's kind of, um, like hovering a little bit out of control like trying to get away from these kids and they're like yeah hit it one more time it's almost broken you can hit it one more time i got it i got it i'm gonna hit it and you see a kid like ba like basically like tee up to swing on this droid one more time um yeah i'm gonna walk over there um hey what's going on over here <laughs> as the droid kind of like skitters and you see like shuts off and like crashes to the ground can i catch it says, whoa can I, ca sport. can I catch it like before it hits the ground with with the force uh yeah um roll me uh, a force check yeah oh my god i'm really not doing good today um what is that uh, nine nine um yeah so you're able to like reach out with the force and prevent it from like skidding into the ground like completely busting um, but it still looks very damaged, and you're able to kind of, like, scoop it and, like, pull it towards you. And you see that it's, like, it has, like, um, like, two kind of, like, goggle, vibrant, like, eyes that, like, come up above its, like, normal, um, like, chassis, like, floating shell. Um, and you can see that, like, one of them is, like, like, closed-lidded, and the other one is, like, kind of, like, slanted-lidded. So you can see it's, like, almost, like, clearly almost unconscious for a droid. Yeah. <laughs> um... Now, what did this droid do to you guys, huh? Whoa! 
you just grabbed that thing with your mind. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I sure did. Uh, can you do that with other things? You know, I could, but I don't think I want to listen to some bullies beating up on a droid. Oh, come on. We're not bullies. Yeah, it's just a droid. Well, droids matter. They all kind of, like, giggle at you, like, it's not like droids are people. You know someone made this droid, right? Yeah, so? There's a lot of love and care put into these guys. <laughs> I mean, like, whatever. How would you feel if I took that bat from you right now and just snapped it in half? You probably wouldn't feel very good, right? No, don't take it! Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, well, like, can we just, like, have the droid back? Mmm, I don't know. How does the droid feel about that? <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys didn't do a great job of taking care of it. But it's our droid. We found it. Yeah, yeah, Jacob found it. Alright, do you promise you're going to take care of it? In a way that it should be taken care of. <laughs> Roll me an insight check. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen? They say, yeah, we promise we won't hit it with sticks anymore. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. Um, yeah, you look back um, at Poku, and Poku just like looks at you like, <laughs> like, no, like he shakes his head. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to hold on to this one. Maybe you guys could learn how to make one. Instead, how about that? Oh man, no fun. Now the game's over. We have to go find another droid to beat up. Or man, you could direct that energy to something that's not gonna get hurt if you beat up on it. Yeah, Jacob, you should go beat up somebody else. You should go beat up one of the one of the people in the no, mall. No, 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 don't do that. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go start a fight. Can, okay, can I can I look in the bag and see if there's a ball in there? Is there any sort of? Like... Uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say that there's the, yeah there's like a soccer ball. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna pull that out. Be like, here, this is not gonna get its feelings hurt if you kick the shit out of it. So, uh, yeah, it's yours. Um, okay. Uh, they like all look at you as you you like pull out a bag of toys and like give them a a, <laughs> a soccer ball. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say that, so. You pull out the soccer ball, and you give it to these kids, and um, like one of them, like the older looking like boy that was like wailing on the droid, like kind of comes up to you and grabs the ball. And he like looks pretty hesitant at first. And he's like, "Are you are you serious? Are you really gonna give us the ball?" Yeah, I mean, you guys obviously got some pent up energy here, and I think that's a problem that needs to be solved. Um, I don't like that you're kind of beating up robots just on your own time, uh, beating up other people's work. Um, so this is a ball. It's made to be beat up on. So um, I'd rather you have that than uh, go find someone else's hard work to beat up on. Um, you see them grab the ball, and you see like the kids like looked like very touched, like they don't receive many gifts, and that this, like, like they were like pretty like upset like in the when you took the droid, but like that was kind of business as usual for them, where it's like they're kind of used to adults like coming in and just like taking stuff from them, but to like receive something back and to have someone be like, no, like I 
I care about what you do, like, do this fun thing instead. Um, I think really touches uh, the older of the of the three kiddos, and he kind of takes the ball and says, I've never really had a ball before. Well, now you do. Thank you. You're very welcome. And she kind of, like, puts a fist over his eye and says, okay. And then he, like, runs back. He says, we got a ball. We should play soccer. Um, and um, <laughs> <Play> soccer. Poku. <laughs> yeah, soccer existence, babe. <laughs> but it's not European football. It's a completely different game with completely different rules. That's ball, also though. called soccer. Yeah, same ball. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and, like, you kind of return to Poku and says, Poku says, I think I like to play soccer a lot more than I like to play the other game. Yeah, I think you'd be really good at it. You should go give it a shot. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And Poku, uh, like, like kind of awkwardly, like, puts out, like, a hand for you to, to shake. Yeah, Mick, Mick shakes their hand. <laughs> um, and then he, like, kind of, like, steps away and then, like, kind of, like, Makes up his mind very quickly and then comes around, like, hugs you really quick and then um, <laughs> then goes back to the other kids and they start uh, figuring out how to play uh, a new game. And now you have possession of um, a droid. Um, this droid, um, from what you can tell, um, is a very beat up um, BD model droid, um, which is a type of adventuring droid that can both um, hover and ambulate on two legs. It has kind of a like rounded sort of body that allows it to like hover and fly. But this droid is very beat up um, and it's missing several key parts um, with like a bunch of structural damage. Um, mm -hmm. But you see that there is a, a, a computing slot that has a, a damaged uh, drive in it. So it needs like a replaced like computing slot. Um, there's a mechanical tool slot that uh, needs repairing. Uh, there's also like a, a random like miscellaneous attachment point um, like underneath the droid that looks like it could fit like maybe some custom attached materials. And then also um, one of its hover boosters is broken. So there's like four like main structural problems with this droid that you now have in your possession. Um, how does Mix feel? What is Mix thinking? I think Mix's mind immediately spots all those problems like at once. And um, do do I have anything on me to like fix any of those like right now? <laughs> Can I make like a technology check? Yeah, go ahead and make a technology check. That is an eleven. Ooh. Um. So you don't have anything available to, like, fix any immediate problems. Um, you recognize that, like, you basically need to find replacement parts for all of those things. Or, like, so, like, some of these things aren't necessarily broken, but you notice that, like, the attachment point underneath the droid, like, there's just nothing, there's nothing there that's attached. It's basically like an empty slot for the droid. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, you need to, like, replace a hover booster and you'll right. need to find like a computer, um, like chip or shard to like replace in the uh, in the droid, mm -hmm. and then like it has another spot for like a tool, like a welder or a stun ray or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, so like you don't have anything to fix it now, but like with this huge market around, you might be able to trade goods or services to maybe find 
what you're looking for. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. (laughs) Um, Kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, It'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, post-mortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that, but, um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll catch up. And, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale, and then... Um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, So they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, We're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But They'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's, it's almost over. Um, yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um... And thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. So yeah, how do you want to proceed? Yeah, I'm going to go over to Bronze. Did Bronze see literally any of that? (laughs) 
Um, I'll say that he was partially aware of what was going on. Yeah, I'll say that he, like, was looking in from afar down the alley at, like, your interaction with these kids. Um, and he sees you, like, walking back with the droid, and he says, Well, um, how uh, is the gift-giving going? Well, I made a little bit of an exchange. I uh, got this little guy. He's kind of beat up real bad. Um, do you have anything that we could fix any of this stuff on him? Hmm. You know, um, I don't have anything on me to fix this little guy up. And he kind of, like, brushes the top of him and, like, some dirt off him and says, Oh, cute little guy looks busted. Um, no. Um, I don't have anything to really fix him up right now. Um, I'm sure if we had the right parts, we could easily fix him up at the ship. Uh... But while we're out and about, um, I suppose just hold on to him. You know, you never know if you'll spot somebody selling some replacement parts that maybe you can fit fit right on there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, good. Uh, those kids seemed seemed happy at the end of that. Uh, yeah, they were kind of mean. The, the little one was, like, bullied by them, I think. Um, but I, I gave him a ball so they don't beat up any more droids or beat up on the kid. Um... So, that helped, I think. Yes. Many of the kids here are victims of various harsh aspects of life in the inner city. They come from less than ideal homes and oftentimes don't get taken care of much. Which is why it's important for the Jedi to, you know, be a part of the civic process and help give back a little. Because, after all... We don't have any real family right now either, besides the Order and who's in it. So we should kind of make everybody our family, you know? That's beautiful. Yeah. And a lot of times people, I think, and this is true for, you know, people that fall to the dark side, you know? I think everybody who is a bully at some point is bully. You know? I think misery loves company. Which is why we should provide our good company um, and positivity and light. And his, like, mustache kind of bristles <laughs> on his upper, <laughs> upper lip. <laughs> Yeah, couldn't agree more. Wonderful. Um, let's keep going. Um, and you guys kind of like <laughs> wander um, into the market. Um, yeah, so um, where, like, there's like, you know, a lot of people selling a lot of different things. Like, what type of like stalls or like markets do you think would catch your eye kind of in this like um, grimy kind of like port um, area? Yeah, maybe, um, <clears throat> like, the ones, I feel like, that are less organized, a little more rundown, kind of with, like, piles of stuff, maybe, on it, I feel like Mix would, would go to first to try to look for parts. Um, is there anything like that around? Um, roll me an investigation check. Hell yeah, I'm better at that. I'm very good at that. That's uh, an 18. An 18. Ooh, wonderful. Yes, um, so you, like... 
start becoming a little bit more comfortable with like the city and you start realizing that um like so much of this, these markets are like ad hoc but they kind of like self group each other and self sort each other so like you notice that you've been moving into places that like only sell food and then like only sell um you know tools and then only sell x or like only sell y and so then you're eventually able to kind of like navigate your way to a place that like sells like basically like only scrap and junk and you come up to this like um stall that is operated by this like very old uh twi'lek woman um with like like wrinkled blue skin and like um like gorgeous yellow tattoos around her eyes um and she's kind of like in this like big um like loungy sort of dress with a flower pattern on it like a big like mima dress um <laughs> and it's kind of like in a rocking chair um and she has like these huge scrap heaps all around her um and you come up to her stall and she says well youngin are you looking for some junk uh yeah i'm looking for some parts that might fit my little friend here Oh, you got a little friend. Oh, let's see him. Oh, little cute little guy. Completely busted. I'll buy him for five credits. Uh, no, I don't think I want to sell him. I think I would would like to find stuff to fit onto him. Oh, yeah, yeah, find stuff to fit on him. Like an art project? Like, well, like you want a, like a new uh, modern art type of weld some stuff onto him together, make a little statuette? No, no, more like a, a restoration type type project. Oh, oh, restoration. Oh, yes, yes. Well, let's see. What what kind of parts are you looking for here? Ah. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's got like a busted hover booster and all this stuff, and then Nick names all the stuff that's wrong with him that I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, so you know, he's like, he's, you need like a computing slot and a hover booster, and like you have some like modification slots, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, she's like, oh, I can't. I don't have any fancy fancy computers, but, but, but I might have a hover booster here. Um. And she starts like, like slowly like digging, digging through like piles of junk and and like oddities, and she pulls out like. A bunch of crazy stuff you see flash by like you see like like a couple weapons couple pieces of scrap like <laughs> holocron yeah. like yeah. you know uh and she pulls out like a little small what, what kind of looks like um like a little speaker like subwoofer but it's like not a, a speaker subwoofer but it's like kind of that same circular rounded mm-hmm. shape um that looks like it has like a wire attachment to it and she kind of pulls it out and says ah this might be able to fit Ah, but what are you willing to bargain for it um how many credits are we willing to give me on my person right now (laughs) um so you guys didn't come to buy anything so (laughs) so what i would like um to say is I don't know that you like brought money with you. Um, Great. Um, can I look in Bronze's toy bag to see if there's anything that might match the the value? Maybe um, there's some like random like gears that have fallen apart 
um, at like the bottom of the bag or something that seems like it would match like her type of like her, her aesthetic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Okay. So like a uh, gear set. Like I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you like you like pull out some like random like broken gear shards um, and offer it to her. Uh, go ahead and make me like a persuasion check. I have plus zero to all of my charisma shit. Oh God, hold on. Oh, that's a fifteen though. <laughs> Ooh, um, she, it's, <laughs> she's not quite persuaded by just, like, a bunch of gears and stuff, but, like, that, that high roll, like, she will, like, look at your hand, kind of, like, go to it and, like, start sniffing the gears, like, oh, yes, these are some very well-oiled gears. Mm, no, those are quite, those are quite delectable, but, 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 I don't think they're quite the value of a Hava Booster. Um, oh, but that little trinket, and she points to the lightsaber on your hip. Now that is something of some great value. I would gladly trade this, have a booster for that little beauty there. Mm, no, that is also not for sale, and that is way, way more valuable than than our transaction going down here. Um, can I, like, I don't know, find some other, either some other part in the bag or put something, like, put the gears on something of hers to try to, like, make it function in some sort of way? Ooh, ooh. Uh, if you wanted to, like, make her something... Yeah. ...to trade, I think that you would be a lot more successful in doing that. Um, yeah, uh, so you've got tools. You've got, like, droid-making tools. Mm. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll me... Um, a technology check. Um, is there like a special like engineering skill in the tech subset there? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, tool expertise. You gain expertise in any tool proficiencies you gain from this class. Um, yeah, I rolled a thirteen, by the way. Thirteen, and that's with like that that tool proficiency and stuff. Um, so that would be sixteen then. Wonderful. Um, great. Yeah. So you're able to, um, so yeah, you scoop up some, some of these gears and some of the scrap that she has laying around, like some of the scrap metal. And she's like, oh yes. Oh, delicious gears. Oh, what, what are you doing? Oh, oh, that was, that was my idea. Um, you start, you just start crafting. Um, I'm going to say like for like a couple of minutes, you're like crafting something. She's like, now wait just a minute. Now I love a good craft, but this is, this is highly improprietous. What are you making? What is that? Um, what, what do you make for her? Um, uh, I don't know, maybe like, um, maybe, I don't know why this popped into my head, but maybe just like a noisemaker, like something that like <laughs> makes like a silly noise, like it pops or something. Yes, yeah, I think I think that you, um, yeah, I love this idea. So yes, you, like with these like gears, like you find like a little um, like air bellows and you're able to with these gears, like create a little engine that just constantly toots um, like one of those like, Un unraveling party birthday horns that go like, <laughs> you know? And so, like, every, like, minute it goes <laughs> and just, like, sticks out that little, like, um, uh -huh. like, tube thing. And she's like, well, this is the most delectable, delightful little contraption <laughs> I've ever seen. This is absolutely horrendously annoying. This will be perfect for my neighbors. Oh, my God. They sell wires and they are constantly buzzing. Oh, I can't wait. Darling, this is this is gorgeous. I love this gift. This is, you know what? This is an, of an equal exchange, I think. Um, have have your hover booster. Um, 
and she takes this like small little like derpy noise machine um, and gives you this hover booster um and she says my name is samantha the scrap trader i am for her uh, i am 84 years old um and i love this type of stupid junk um <laughs> it's very nice to meet you what is your name young person uh, my name is Mix. It's very nice to meet you, ma'am. I'm glad I could be of service and uh, could do business with you today. Oh, yes. It's always very fun when I can meet a Jedi. You old folks are very funny indeed. Yes, you are. Um, and she's very kind of pleased to have met you. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you would like, um, you, since you now have a hover booster, um, I would let you uh, attempt to affix it onto the broken droid. Yeah, I would say that. Mix pretty much just always has a spare screwdriver on him. Um, yeah, yeah, out of one of your many like commando cargo pockets. Yeah, um, that is a thirteen. Um, yeah, thirteen. Um, wonderful. Yeah, so you're able to uh, to like unscrew the broken hover drive um, in the base of this droid tra- chassis, um, and with these tools, um, you're able to to. Uh, add this new hover booster onto the droid which has now repaired its hover function so once the repairs are complete it kind of like reboots again and starts um hovering but kind of drunkenly like it hasn't quite figured out where it's going um and it just kind of like beeps a little dazedly at you like slow down little dude i got some fixing i still gotta do on you before you fly away from me okay um, and then it hovers back down and kind of like cradles itself like into your arm nook and like kind of flies like and just kind of like hangs out like under your arm and like lets you kind of carry it once more. That is so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Um, I'm gonna say like bronze uh, uh, comes back up to you after having distributed some more toys and says uh, the Sounds like you uh, did some shopping. Yeah, I got a made a deal with uh, Samantha over there, and I can just kind of point over to the to the woman with the fucking ju- junk pile of scrap on on her on her. Hello, Mister Jedi man. Oh, he's a hunky old Jedi, isn't he? Hello, and she's kind of like waving over to him. Uh, hello, ma'am. I see. Uh, very very good. Uh, Looks like you you found what a uh, hover booster. Yeah, we got we got a matching hover booster, and he can fly around now. He's still still a little beaten up, but um, yeah, progress. Yeah, um, I think there is a local droid manufacturing plant that I spotted a few blocks up the road that I think might have some computer parts. Uh, if you're interested in checking that out? Shit, yeah. Absolutely. Great. Um, I'm going to stay around here and continue to do my thing, but uh, go get him, kid. Um, and he uh, kind of just points in the general direction. Um, <laughs> um, and so you start kind of wandering up the blocks, like towards where you said, and like, sure enough, you see kind of like a small um, like plant that has, or like a, a like manufacturing plant that has um, like some droid security on the outside. And you see that they're imprinted with like some sort of uh, symbol that you haven't recognized before, um, but is like implanted on their chest. And you see that like the droid standing outside of the 
like warehouse plant to have like weapons and are like armed. Oh, well, that's not great. Um, I'm going to walk up to them. Walk up to them. Okay. Um, you walk up to them and like the droid in front of the door that said like that, oh, you know, uh, is in front of like the warehouse door um, turns to you and says, Halt, civilian. This is a private warehouse. You are not permitted to enter. Oh, sorry. My bad. I'll I'll take my leave. And I kind of leave. Um, um, as you back up, uh, your droid under your arm, like, boots up again and starts, like, hovering away from you over towards the warehouse. Um, and, like, very quickly starts darting for an open window in the warehouse. Um, and is it like flies very quickly through this window, like before you can snatch him away from you and like drunkenly careens like into the <laughs> warehouse. And the droid turns and says, What was that? Uh must have been the wind, and then turns back <laughs> to you and says, Halt, civilian, this is a private warehouse. Shit. Um you know, uh I thought I saw someone trying to sneak in over there. You you guys might want to check that out. Persuasion check. Shit, this is not gonna work. <laughs> That's an eight. <laughs> um, halt, civilian. This is a private warehouse. <laughs> and he like cocks his gun and starts like walking towards you. Um, um this kind of looks like an ordinary uh, battle droid. Is there anything uh, that I can push or pull, force push or pull over like sixty feet away that I can draw them over there? To make them believe um, me. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that there's like crates and boxes and stuff like over along the, the edge of the road to the warehouse that you could like knock over to cause like a huge commotion. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be like, no, 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 really, I saw someone over there and make like a big long like arm gesture and like as I do that, like push the boxes over. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, like roll another persuasion with advantage. Okay. That's another eight. Fuck me, dude. With that advantage? Is, uh, 13. No, 13 with advantage. 13. Um, yeah, these droids are pretty dumb. What's this thing's... Um, oh, well, it's intelligence. Hold on. <laughs> uh, this thing, like, is not convinced with a 13, unfortunately. Um, All right. <laughs> so uh, we're going to roll into initiative real quick. Uh, oh, it's just shit. you and this singular droid. It's a BX commando droid. It's like a humanoid-looking droid with, like, uh, an energy submachine gun. Um, go there's ahead. There's only one, one droid? There's not two? I thought you said there was two. Um, this is, like, there's one droid, like, in front of this entrance, and then, like, around the building are other, like, guarding droids. But you're oh, only okay. in initiative with one of them. Okay, got it. I got 17. Okay, so you will be going first. Um, oh, I feel bad striking down a droid, but, um, yeah, I'll just hit him. Why not? Um, <laughs> hit him non-lethally, I guess, in a way. I mean, he's sitting outside of a droid manufacturer. How bad can he, uh, it's not like he's gonna be left there alone. Um. Yeah. That's a our dirty twenty to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you definitely hit him like right on. Uh, yeah, go ahead and do damage. Uh, it's five damage. Okay. Yeah, you just kind of like lightly like hit him with your lightsaber, like and kind of scar his armor, but don't otherwise like do a ton of damage to him. Um, if you want to, you can like just try to like dart in after your droid friend. 
um, and just like try to like get past him if you want. Um, um, can I? Okay, can I retcon kind of the hit? Can I like cut the gun out of his hand and then run in? Like, oh, try to disarm him? Yeah, like use that as my as the five damage that I just did. What would I even want you to roll for that? Um, Dexterity, except I don't have, I have a plus zero to dex. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, we can do opposed dexterity checks. I'll rule of cool that. Destroyed okay. um, got a 17. Yeah, I did not beat that. <laughs> no, it's okay. So you didn't. So the droid's going to then uh, uh, try to target you um, with his blaster carbine and try to uh, hit you. Uh, he rolls an eight, so that does not hit. No. Um, so Bolt gets creeping by you. It's not your turn again. Um, okay, yeah, I'm going to try to hit the gun out of his hand again. Sure. That's uh, an 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And six damage. Six damage, okay. You damage him, then oppose dexterity checks again. Shit. I keep rolling this off my desk. <sighs> That's a six. <laughs> That's a 12, so you don't, don't knock him out of your head. Um... <laughs> do you have any so mix doesn't have any like stunning actions or anything like that i don't think so um, um yeah why not um i'll cast level two uh force blind and deafen on this thing nice okay um this is, do you need to roll to hit for that or is it a saving throw for the strong um constitution saving throw constitution saving throw okay perfect um 14 oh that saves shit yeah i don't think anything happens your four save dc is 14 it's 12 <laughs> is it really yeah that seems pretty low for level seven well i'm level five guardian uh still feels kind of low hmm, yeah interesting okay uh yeah so your your force power does not take effect um <sighs> On this droid's turn, like, you hear, like, a bunch of commotion come from inside of the factory plant. Um, as, like, you hear, like, a bunch of droids booting up and, like, you hear, like, the sounds of conveyor belts. Um, and kind of the, like, notice system of, like, conveyor belts in motion. Um, and your, your droid companion is in there somewhere messing around stuff. Um, and then on this man's turn, he's going to try to grapple you to try to prevent you from getting into the building. Um, so this is going to be opposed strength checks. Okay, I'm better at strength. Oh my. This droid rolled a three. I got a six, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. Straight up mid off over here. Um, Horrible. Yeah, so you, you beat the strength check. He does not grapple you. What would you like to do now? Um, I'm just going to push him over. Sure. Like, so he's yeah. prone. Um, yeah. Are you going to shove post strength? Um, yeah. Uh, strength saving throw. Yeah. He rolled another three. <laughs> okay so yeah he failed oh okay, um, yeah you you shove him over um and are able to move freely without yeah, you know just, opportunity I'm, attacks i'm taken off uh yeah so you bust through this factory door and you see like a ton of droids moving around so you see like a bunch of conveyor belts moving and like screwing on different droid parts onto these like battle droids essentially um and you see them like you know inserting different computer chips and putting different attachments on and you see uh your hovering droid friend kind of like drunkenly hover and like land onto one of these conveyor belts and it looks like it's about to go into something that is about to like compress it down like with a bunch of like force into like some sort of part that it's not meant to be um so what do you do i'm gonna uh if i'm within 60 feet i'm gonna pull him 
at me again. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you can uh, you can definitely do that. So yeah, you you like pull him off of the conveyor belt, um, <laughs> um, and you uh, yeah uh, go ahead and roll me a, like uh, oh actually you don't need to roll me. So you look around, you definitely see like a lot of droid parts around. Um, most of these are geared towards um, combat, but you are able to find um, different like computer chip systems that look like can be loaded into different droid parts um, and different droid bodies. So like you find um, like computer, like protocol chips that like install into droids that like help them manage their own systems. So you see one that's like for um, a, a battle droid. You see one that's for like a droidica. You see one that's for like an astronav like um, R2 droid. You see one that's like for like an adventuring like personal assistant droid. Um, and you see like all these different types of like droid bodies, uh, or not droid bodies, but like droid programming systems um, yeah, around this like plant. I think I'm gonna grab the adventuring personal assistant. Uh, Yay! Uh, chip. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you grab a. Um, it's called it's called an F7 drive. Um, and you grab it from like a pile of of droids that are like shaped. Um, kind of like like kind of like crab like that look like they have like an ability to like become backpack shaped um almost you see like this is like the type of like droid drive that was like being put in these things but they're they look like designed to like accompany adventurers in like different uh you know terrains and biomes and be resilient um so you find yeah this little um what what looks like a, a, a mix between a um a mother <laughs> it looks between like a mix between a motherboard and a flash drive um and it looks like it could be plugged into your droid uh companion friend hell yeah plug her in let's do it yeah so you uh take your droid off the assembly line before it is crushed um find these uh these protocol drives um, and, and slap it into your droid and you see that it's it's systems immediately start to correct themselves and it is able to like hover um, with itself um, independently. As this happens though, um, the droid outside that was keeping guard has sounded the alarm, um, and in comes uh, several different floating uh, security droids. <laughs> um, so we're going to go back into initiative real quick. Yikes. Um, so these droids um, are like these floating around um, like probe droids that have um, like little prongs that are um, like little stunning um, rays and like little like blaster um, rifles that are like attached to these like spherical bodies that come floating in on these like black metal um, droid bodies that also have the same unfamiliar logo printed on them. Um, and it appears that these are this is like a droid manufacturing plant for like a specific faction on the planet that you have like stumbled into which is why there is like some uh more like militaristic droid parts so um we're going to start um with one of these like little droid balls um in the initiative order um and it is going to like float over to you and try to uh zap you with like an electrical probe um so it's going to roll to hit on that uh, does a 12 hit? No. Okay, so you're able to like deflect like an electrical bolt that uh, hits your lightsaber um, and are able to to resist uh, damage. It's now your turn. So there's like three of these little like floating ball droids around you. Perfect. 
I'm going to use my tech casting power, homing rockets, which is Star Wars 5e magic missile, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, to, uh, to send at these three boys. Um, do I roll three times for this or just once? Um, you probably roll to hit for each droid that you target. And how many, how many things can you target uh, at, a, at a time? Um, one, it says one or more. And I have three small explosives, so... Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> I would like to hit all of them, if possible. And how do you cast these 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 missiles? How does, uh, like, <laughs> Mix think, actually do this? I think they probably have, like, um, I don't know, like a little box or something on their belt. Their, their belt that we, like, described earlier of their, like, out of all their pockets and all their belts and, you know, compartments and stuff. They probably have, like... That's what I imagine, just like a little thing of um, projectiles shooting out of a part of their belt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm imagining like you have basically, yeah, this like box like on your like hip that yeah. basically fires like <laughs> Nerf dart sized missiles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're able to target these droids and send out these missiles like very coolly, like just like wide shoulder, like the part stance, just whoosh, like click a thing on your belt and these three missiles shoot out and hit these different probe droids who, by the way, only have one hit point each so they all immediately <laughs> explode um and you very coolly um like deal with these these probe droids um but uh one of these droids uh, falls down in front of you uh, pretty much uh mostly intact it just kind of had the top bit of it blown apart um and it looks like you could salvage some equipment from it if you would like oh hell yeah let's let's tear it open what do i what do i get Sure. Uh, roll me an intelligence check. Hell yeah. Fourteen. Great. Okay. So yeah, you're able to peel the the droid open, um, and you are uh, you find that this droid has uh, two different uh, weapons attached to it that could be useful. Um, one of them is a grenade launcher, um, <laughs> which can shoot. Uh, Looks like it can hold like six small um, grenades, either fragmentation or stun. Um, or uh, it also has attached to it um, a stun ray, um, which is a lot less lethal. Um, so it looks like you could salvage um, one or either of those parts. Yeah, I am um, probably going to take the stun ray and uh, for, for my own purposes. <laughs> For my own little droid's purposes. Sure, yeah. So you dissect this little probe droid, um, and you, you take this stun ray, and you realize that, yeah, like with some finagling, you could probably attach this uh, to your little droid friend, um, who is now kind of like hovering, you know, politely um, and like <laughs> with, you know, kind of pretty close to you, like kind of like just over your shoulder. It doesn't want to like get too far away from you. Mm -hmm. And it kind of looks curiously down over your shoulder at this thing that you've pulled from this other droid goes yeah i think you uh, i think you need some upgrades what do you think and it starts like kind of spinning around um like around you kind of like nuzzles part of its head against uh uh you <laughs> so cute <laughs> um yeah uh but the alarm is now going off in this plant so it's probably time to boogie yeah. um what would you like to do um, can I do one more quick check just to see if there's anything else I can take from whatever is around? Sure. Um, investigation roll? Uh, yeah, go for it. 
17. 17. Um, yeah, uh, like you look around this manufacturing plant just like quickly and you do find some documents. Um, it seems like this manufacturing plant is owned by a faction um, called the Gear Teeth um, that are a faction of like droid manufacturers and suppliers that operate kind of on the the red market like underbelly of this planet um hosnian prime and usually look at some quick documents that show that they're like you know like some manifests of like selling combat droids to like organizations that you kind of know like aren't particularly um like reputable and that they're just kind of like dealing these droids to whoever they want as kind of black market soldiers gotcha um no other parts so fuck them yeah fuck them um no other parts I can pick up, though? Doesn't doesn't look like it, no. Oh, okay. Um, then we'll skedaddle. Yeah, so you skedaddle on out of there and, like, run into the city again. Um, back into the crowd of people, um, you know, walking around. Um, and you uh, find Bronze again, um, who um, is at... Uh, like, so you wander... Okay, yeah, so you, you wander for a while... Um, and like you, I'm going to say like, you're able to hand out a couple more toys here and there and your, your droid, um, like kind of accompanies you, you know, along the way and is like kind of being fun and floaty and interacting with people. Um, but you find bronze, um, in the middle of a square, um, at a memorial fountain, um, that has, um, so it's like a big circular fountain, um, with like kind of tan like limestone um, brick like holding it together like what's what ca- it's carved out of and like water is coming out of the fountain at the uh, top of a open palmed hand um, that is being outstretched by a male figure in robes and you look up and you realize that you're looking at a younger statue version of bronze and you see him in the square like alone well not like alone but like he has nobody by his side and he's like looking up at this statue of himself wow um okay i'm going to just kind of slowly very casually um walk up to bronze maybe put like a tap him on the back just to let him know i'm there oh oh uh hi hi mix hey man um so, there, there really is a story, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before I was your Jedi Master and the Master at Arms for the Jedi Order, I was quite the... I was quite the foot soldier for the Jedi Order. Um... You know, I've I've changed a lot since since then. Um, and I, I mentioned that I don't I don't leave the order very much, and uh, it's it's kind of because of what happened here. When I was a kid, I I was born on a on a war torn planet, and I I didn't really have any. So I kind of got conscripted into being a child soldier when I was seven for a, a cartel that was just operated in the outer rim and 
would sell spice and weapons and uh, whatever, whatever we could. But um, eventually ran into trouble and I got picked up by the Jedi Order. But I, I was always super talented at the more violent aspects of being a Jedi. She made me a really good soldier and made me kind of the go-to guy for a while when things got really out of hand. So, uh, there was uh, a really bad tyrant of this planet who through a long set of political games ended up controlling most of the planet and there was an uprising and the jedi sent me to help the rebellion so i was kind of the general of sorts for uh proletariat rebellion against this tyrant but that tyrant was influenced by the sith the dark side of the force so he was cruel to the people and to the rebellion he was not shy about torture or putting people's heads on pikes or all manner of horrible methods to deter us. And that, that made me so angry. And I had been fighting the Jedi's battles for so long. And when you fight like that, and you have to fight monsters like that. There's always a voice in your head that says, what if I could just be that monster for a little bit? What if I just give in to the anger and just show them what real power looks like? And that's what happened. I slipped and I stormed the capital of his empire and laid waste to it with fire and lightning and the rebellion won but I lost everything about myself. So they built a statue, and I went back to the Order to rebuild myself. And for many years, I didn't leave the temple. And I got better, and I got over it. But that's why I can't. That's why I can't go out anymore on missions and such. I. I'm too scared that they'll build another statue like this. I'm really glad you made it back. 
Me too, kid. Me too. Um, and he kind of like rubs his hands on his pants like a little nervously of like... I wanted to, to come here to see it and, and give some gifts to kind of uh, finish my atonement for, for what I did here. And I think it's been really good for me. Um, how are things going with you? Have you been making friends? Um, I see your droid guys floating around. Hello. They kind of waves at the droid. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Mix probably wipes a tear from their, their face. Um, uh, yeah, um, we founded, we went to that uh, factory, worked out, worked out, got them uh, uh, a, new, a new toy. Good, good. Did you bust the place up a little bit? Uh, yeah, I did. Nice. Yeah, I got a tip that a, a criminal organization was using that, that base and they were extorting some people. So I thought, you know, if I just sent someone over and, you know, just just to bust the place up a little bit, maybe they get the message. Well, sun is setting. Um, should we go back to the ship for a little bit? Yeah, that's probably... It's been, it's been a long day. Yeah, it has. Um, and you guys kind of walk back together, um, back to the ship. And um, when you guys get there and kind of settle in, um, Bronze pulls uh, uh, something else from the bag um, and says, um, you know, I, I picked you up a little something too, since you are making a friend. Um, and he, he gives you um, a small uh, little... Uh, crystal that has some wires wrapped around it um, it is not a kyber crystal though it is somewhat related um, it is a a shard of a crystal that is native to the planet Orax um, that is uh, uh, like about six inches in length um, and it looks like um, with the small electrical attachments on it it can be um, hooked into a a droid, um, and he gives it to you, and he says, "I ran into uh, some some manner of mystic man that was selling some trinkets, and I recognized this as a a droid shard modification, um, which I don't know if you know, but." Um, allows droids to uh, sense the force, kind of like um, sensing air pressure, you know, they can uh, it, it's kind of a cool little thing that um, sometimes you see Jedi use who really like droids to kind of uh, bond more with their droid and I thought, you know uh, it's always I should get you a gift too, you know, and so I, I saw that and thought maybe you might like it it's perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, say, should we should we finish uh, patching up your droid friend here? Have you thought of a name for them? Um, you know, he is a BD droid, but I don't think that really fits much anymore with all the all the Frankensteining we're doing here. Um, but I, I think I've got one in mind. Um, wonderful. So you spend kind of the next um, day or, you know, kind of the rest of the evening um, 
repairing this droid and making um, the modifications to it. So you know you you attach the stun ray that you picked up. Um, you attach um, the shard modification, and when you plug in the shard modification, like the shard sticks out from the underside of the droid a little bit and like glows kind of this like faint little blue color, um, kind of like um, you know, kind of like this glowing light that that underscores uh, the droid. Um, Can we say it yeah. matches, mixes lightsaber color? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of an icy blue. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you've put together y- your droid friend. You have literally made a friend. Um, I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, after these modifications are done, the droid kind of, like, tests out its legs and its all its new features. Um, it seems very happy with itself and is, like, flying around your head and, and buzzing and beeping and uh, seems very happy to be rebuilt and remade. Um, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to uh, to do um, with your droid or with your Jedi Master while you're on uh, the planet? Yeah, I think, um, uh, little bud, I'm going to need you to settle down just for a second. Stand still just for a minute. I promise it'll be quick. And then um, I think they grab some some paint or some spray paint or stencils or something, and then they they paint on the side of of the droid M four TC. Ah, match. Um, and Bronze kind of chuckles and says, <laughs> "Mix and match. What a pair." You got it. Wonderful. And you guys uh, finish out uh, the night on the spaceship. Or heading back to the wintry world of Coruscant, where the snow continues to fall and the holiday spirit continues to be spread. And with that, I think we'll end our solo episode for next. Yay! mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.